Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got an outstanding show today. We're going to bring to you Judy Davis, the Direction Diva. She's also the author of Right Side Up. She's a very, very popular military speaker, as well as uh, just a super lady, Rob. Um, But before we get to her, we had something very interesting happen recently with respect to the Tuskegee Airmen, Uh, Rob. So why don't you take it from here, because this is really a fascinating story. Well, fascinating in that these two gentlemen died on the same day. They were they served together. They uh, Clarence Huntley and Joseph Chambray both died on January fifth. They enlisted in nineteen forty two and were shipped overseas to Italy in nineteen forty four with the hundredth fighter squadron of the Army Air Forces three hundred thirty second fighter group, and they served as mechanics to keep the combat planes flying. Uh, um, they both stayed friends all of their lives. They uh, stayed in touch. It just was fascinating that um, they took their next journey on the very same day. And um, I find there's a wonderful movie that was uh, produced an awfully long time ago um, about the Tuskegee Airmen, and it's a fascinating story. And I thought today was appropriate to honor the Tuskegee Airmen. Well, I think so too, Rob, because for those of you that aren't familiar with history or can't remember, the Tuskegee Airmen were the first uh, group of all-black soldiers, um, and they uh, participated in more than 15,000 combat missions, earning over 100 and 50 distinguished flying uh, crosses. And at the time, in 1942, this thing was called the Tuskegee Experiment, which is the formation of U.S. military's first all-black squadron of pilots. Mm -hmm. And the two guys that passed away and crossed over on the same day, you know, were mechanics. And one of the quotes that I found um, was that, uh, one of them would say when a pilot would go out, he'd say, hey, this is my plane. You bring my plane back, please. And, you know, that was attributed to to uh, Huntley. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that that's really neat because uh, these guys weren't looking to be pioneers or heroes when they enlisted. They were simply serving their country in a mm-hmm. war abroad against fascism and then, of course, one at home against racism. So it's perfect for today, uh, you know, for today being, you know, Martin Luther King Day uh, to uh, – honor these men uh, for the work that they did. Mm, absolutely. And um, similar to another war, uh, these gentlemen did not receive the accolades when they came home. So I'm very, very pleased to be able to share the story because um, they deserve all the honor and um, all the tribute that they so deserve. 
Absolutely, because I was reading about these guys, and uh, Chambray would recall getting off a train in segregated Alabama. There was a hospitality mm. station there, and it was welcoming the returning white troops with mm-hmm. handbags and free coffees. And he said when he and his buddies got off, you know, fully dressed in their uniform, they didn't even get any congratulations, and they had to pay for their own coffee, which yes. is in this day and age, sounds just absolutely insane and laughable. Um, but in those days, you know, it was very different. So when you think of these guys, you know, signing up to serve a country that doesn't even honor them, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. You know, that's it pretty is, amazing. It really is. I know. So uh, God bless them. Um, their they, their uh, life is so fascinating. And I hope people who are not familiar with this um, this. Uh, unit would would please look into it it's it's a wonderful um story to pass on we should not let these stories die um there's also it something else in one korean war rob they went on both of yeah. them went on to serve in the korean war so i think that's that's true that's to be said that you know not only did they serve in world war ii they they came back you know they got uh you know they weren't respected yet they continued on to serve in the korean war as combat engineers that's that's pretty amazing i think they're amazing men I agree. I agree. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to bring to light, and now that it's January, we're all bracing for preparing taxes. And I did find that, once again, MilitaryOneSource.mil has tax service um, assistance for the military. I uh, I personally have not used it. I will say MilitaryOneSource.mil is where you go for more information. Um, they have tax service specialized support, uh, for example, with counselors to help service people and their families because of their unique tax requirements related to military personnel uh, or their status. Um, oftentimes, there's some unique things that a regular accountant may not be able to help with. Um, um, they're there to help with additional assistance um, for the military community. They do have some helpful articles right on their website as well, and um, they do have some financial counseling. So um, I, I try to peruse all of the sources, and this one happened to come up to me today, so I wanted to share that at militaryonesource.mil. Well, and one of the things that I'd like to encourage people to look into is there's some tax relief for active duty members. Um, at one mm-hmm. point, there was, for me, and I did this for the Earned Income Tax Credit, the EITC, mm-hmm. that one is for low to moderate income working families and individuals and it actually can generate you a refund even if you don't have any taxes to pay. It's one of the most valuable and highly used credits available uh, for lower income taxpayers. And when you look at some of this stuff, um, you know, a lot of our enlisted men and a lot of our service men and women fall into this category because we're such a rich, you know, country. Um, but qualifying for that EITC, it's called Earned Income Tax Credit. Uh, many members of the armed service have an easier time qualifying for this because some forms of military income are not taxable and they don't need to be included as part of your filer's total income. So um, it can be non-taxable military income can be included as pay earned. Um, It's just, you know, you really want to check out with some of Mm. these things. So especially if your income includes like basic housing allowance, if it's basic allowance for subsidence, which is known as the BAH or the BAS or during service in a combat zone. So 
until you exceed these income caps, uh, you really want to check about these groups, especially the earned income tax credit is really, really beneficial. And it can generate, um, like, for example, let's say you got two kids and you made, you know, 48000 for couples filing jointly, you're getting five grand back. And that's nothing to sneeze at. So you really want to check, um, you know, the income caps and the income qualifying. And you can simply go on to, and look up EITC, Earned Income Tax Credit, and mm-hmm. find out what you're eligible for. A couple of years ago, I got four grand back um, with some of the things that I did. So it's worth looking into. Absolutely worth looking into. And absolutely uh, seek the assistance of someone who is familiar with military finances because there are some provisions, like Sandra's saying, that are just so um, unique to the military personnel. So um, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and to Check make sure, like my biggest advice, you know, from, from experience in this arena is, you know, take your taxes over to H&R Block, get your free review or take them to mm-hmm. somebody who demonstrates proficiency in military, you know, accounting, military tax returns because they are right. different. And, you That's know, if it. you turn in your, your basic allowance for housing and your basic allowance for subsistence, you know, your income can go higher even though those are actually excluded. So you really want to be careful careful with this stuff so you're not paying and you're taking full advantage of the benefits and tax credits that are available to you. Absolutely. Sandra, we have an exciting guest today. Um, I'm so thrilled. And I do you want to say hello to her right now? But we've got three minutes before the break. Absolutely. Judy Davis, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. That's a fun thing to now, do is Judy, hang out with you guys for an hour Judy. on Mondays, you know? <laughs> yep. We only have a couple minutes before break, but I'd love you to introduce yourself to our guests. And then when we come back after the break, we'll get into full swing about what you have to share with us today. Perfect. Well, like you said, my name is Judy Davis, and I am a military lifestyle blogger and motivational speaker. And I have um, my latest book, Right Side Up, Find Your Way When Military Life Turns You Upside Down. Um, You can find all kinds of information for yourself as a military spouse, for your military family, on my website, thedirectiondiva.com. And we talk about the stuff that matters in your life, and we kind of get to the nitty-gritty of the emotional side, the stress, the chaos control, the, the drama, you know, how to deal and navigate through all that so that you can embrace military life and have a great experience. Um, like you just said a few minutes ago, you know, the taxes for military is different, and our life is different. So my goal is to kind of give people the tools and information they need so they can um, live this different life more effectively, if you will. More effectively. Absolutely. And I think uh, we're, we're going to talk on the other side of the break um, specifically about putting some perspective to our our goals for this year. And I, everybody has uh, New Year resolutions and everybody has um, hopes that they're going to start off on the right foot. But your blogs, Judy, are so valuable as far as saying, okay, it's not just a notion. It's not just um, something, oh, maybe we can do. We can do it, and we are going to do it. And especially um, one of the blogs that you just recently wrote talked about one specific word that's an enabler to get us going on the right track. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. We're so delighted that you're with us, Judy Davis the Direction Diva. 
She is a motivational speaker, lifestyle blogger, military life consultant, and as she said, uh, she's the author of Right Side Up. You definitely want to take uh, a moment to check that out. Co-founder of Living Through Crisis, and today we are going to talk about perspective. We're going to talk about changing our mindset for a new year and all of the things that Judy is going to set us on the right path and get us propelling to our our goals. There you go. <laughs> that was the Tuskegee Airmen reference. That's right. <laughs> propelling to our goals. Propelling. We're here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Don't go away. Lots more when we come back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can. With lessons in joyful living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. know celebrating New Year's Eve started in Babylon 4,000 years ago. The most common New Year's resolution in those days was to return borrowed farm equipment. Most Americans do make at least one resolution, usually related to health and fitness. But making a New Year's resolution stick is difficult if you're a mumpsimus. That's a person who obstinately clings to a bad habit. For many of us, New Year's resolutions seem to go in one year and out the other. Most New Year's resolutions fail by January 20th due to kinetophobia. That's the dislike of change. Call me a crusty gripes, but my New Year's resolution is to stop hanging out with people who ask me about my New Year's resolutions. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Judy Davis today, and we're going to talk about getting it together. What's the word of the day, Rob? 
Well, we're going to have Judy talk about the word of the day because um, in one of your blogs, Judy, I was really excited to sort of be empowered by it. Uh, And I think a lot of people across the um, country were also because you got a lot of feedback from this just because you started talking about one particular word to enable us for our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, it's so funny that we're talking about this today because I don't know um, if you guys mentioned this, but today is what they call Blue Monday, and it's the day that most people give up on their New Year's resolutions. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting, right you know, too, that we're it? like kind of giving it a shot in the arm or putting it all in perspective, if you will. But, you know, it's supposedly it's the most depressing day of the year because people right. really and truly have these great intentions, but... It comes down to, you know, this date and the first Monday, I think, is the first Monday at the end of the month, uh, the last week of um, January, that most people just give up and go back to the same stuff that they were doing before that kept them stuck. But, uh, you know, when you talk about the words we were that kind of sparked everything, every year for, gosh, I don't even know how long, I've always chosen my word that kind of is a motivation for me for the year that keeps me on track. And this year, I guess our word of the day is focus. Um, And I think that that's something partly that the word was inspirational to a lot of people that read the blog, but I think the whole concept of focus was something that just sparked this great discussion on how hard it is to stay focused. Do you guys find that happens for you? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. I, you know, I'm going to weigh in on that because, you know, I'm going to put in the, the, the focus thing here because when you look at the number of commercials you have, when you look at the number of elements of distraction, the Internet, the television, the computer, your texting, um, you know, your kids, your family, your health, your resolutions, even all of that stuff. There are so many demands on our time these days, at least I know for me, that's the hardest thing. I can do anything people ask me to do, but the one thing I can't do is get 24 more hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's so many, you know, with all that information coming in at us from all these different angles, it, it just reminds us how many opportunities are available to us. But that doesn't mean just because they're available that we should be acting on them in the moment. And I think that that's where people get um, tripped up if you will, as they're trying to set goals and find perspective or um, kind of move forward in their lives, is that they say, okay, I want to change, but then they don't know what to do because there's so many opportunities open. So they try a little bit of everything and kind of throw it up on the wall and see what sticks. And eventually nothing sticks because the wall is slimy with all the stuff you've been throwing up there. (laughs) Well, okay, can I give a different perspective? Because I know, you know, because I'm one of those people, I think, you know, I'm going to say there's two kinds of people in the world, uh, Judy, because I'm a throw it at the wall and stick girl, but yet somehow things manage to get done. Um, And I can't focus on any, and Robin will tell you you this to be the (laughs) truth, I can't focus on any one thing. Like, I have to have 
you know, like I got to kind of go from, from military mom to powered up to my company, to technology, to programming, to Twitter, to, to my kids, to, to fitness, to these things, things. And I can put up a goal for the end of the year for 50 different things. But as long as like, when I look at your focus thing, the focus mm-hmm. thing that I have to do is I make my list. I'm a compulsive list maker and I have to check these things off. In fact, I just got three new apps on my phone for different, um, f- different, uh, checklist apps, one for follow-up, one for health, one for this. And as long as I take one step forward, or I do one thing towards each one of my 50 goals in a day. I feel like at the end of the year, I can get towards my goals and at least I'll, I'll finish like half of them. That's the only way that I can focus. And I know that's very different from somebody that's more systematic and does one thing at a time. And maybe I just speak to the ADHD people out there. No, I think you bring up a great point because, Sandra, it's it's not necessarily, you know, the method upon which you do something. It's the fact that, and I think you said it perfectly, it's the fact that you took action. You may be doing a hundred different things, but when you boil it down, you're taking action and the action you're taking is focused and directly in conjunction with whatever goal you set. It doesn't matter that you do, you know, 20 different actions a day. Each of those actions are focusing toward an end goal. And, you know, comparatively to someone who has um, works on one thing at a time, they may complete, you know, their first goal in January because they did all of their little action steps for that one particular goal whereas you're doing all your little action steps for a lot of different goals. Neither way is better than the other. The, the important part is the action that you're taking moves you toward the goal. And that's where people get all screwed up, is that they just start taking action haphazardly as opposed to making a list that will get them where that list is focused on the ultimate end point, if that makes sense. It does. And I kind of think, too, you have to sort of assess what is your best time management or self-management method, because maybe it's you are a multitasker and you can do a, a number of things sort of in sync with each other. Or maybe you are the one that has to complete one step, then the next step, then the next step. But I think the trick is to, to kind of know yourself and to be, whether it's putting post-its all over the house or having apps that are going to send you little reminders, or whether it means that you're going to set your goals to um, achievable goals as opposed to huge goals that are unattainable in a reasonable amount of time, you have to decide where your benchmark is. And I think that word focus is so multi-layered because you're giving yourself the power to enable what you're setting your sights on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and, and I think it's okay to have like, you know, these multiple sites. Cause it's funny when you guys were talking, you know, I come from a family of systematic engineers and they sit down and they plan their thing that they are the people, Judy, you were talking about that have the first set of their goals done by January 20th for January 31st deadline. Right. And you know, if, when you do that to me, it's like chaining the wolf man to a folding chair and putting him in a cage and telling him to run around the room. It's, it's, 
and I think it's it's so important what Robin said about you got to know yourself and know that your method may be different than other people, but it's no less valid as long as you get to where you're going. I mean, don't you think that focus, like when you said it's a multi-layered word, Rob, Judy, mm-hmm. how do you describe focus? I'm going to ask you, Rob, too. How do you describe focus? Because um, mm-hmm. I have a really unique way to describe focus, and I'll share that at the end. So, Judy, what does the word <laughs> focus mean to you? When, when I think of focus, it's more of a picture that I put in my head. It's like, you know, when I take everything that is all a blur and then kind of shift my direction and how I look at it to be crystal clear. So, you know, when I chose this word for my year, I chose specific things that I wanted to happen in my speaking, in my, you know, um, in my blog, and it wasn't just I want my blog to grow. If I wanted to grow by this many people per month, I wanted to um, to fix this that isn't working effectively. There, when I talk about focus, when it comes to goals, two things happen. It's it's I have to bring it all into clarity and actionable items that I can articulate, and then I have to make it personal. And I think that that's the piece that a lot of people don't necessarily do is to personalize the moment or personalize the goal into a way so that it makes, it it lights you up inside. And that will help. Did we lose Judy? I think we did. I think we lost the feed. I know. Oh my God. I was focusing, focusing so hard. (laughs) We were so focusing. Is she back? (laughs) That's great. We'll continue talking while we get, we get Judy back on the line. Cause we're just about ready to go to commercial break. Rob, do you want to give your, um, your focus, like what your definition of focus I was kind of on the same same track as Judy in that I think sometimes the word focus means to uh, pay attention to to the things that are important to you. As you were saying, you have so many things that come at us come at you in a day. We all do. And and I think we have to learn to sort of siphon the things that are the most important that we that need our attention, and then be able to. Um, deal with those first and be able to tend to those things first. If I've got a project that's due, that's going to take priority over something else. I may want to sit down and do something else, but I really do have to focus on uh, the things that I need to finish. And then I can feel good about moving on to, to the, uh, you know, to the, to the more fun things. And more yeah. fun things could be just, you know, getting to, to sit down and read with a kid or whatever. But, yeah, that's it. We're On the other side of the break, we are going to have Judy back. We're working hard to get her back. Things, technology happens. So we'll definitely have uh, Judy on the other side of the break. We're going to talk a little bit, too, about um, maybe uh, motivation and how we can look toward taking that focus and making good things happen, whether it be to dream big, allow yourself time to grow. A lot of things Judy has in her blogs. You do want to go to thedirectiondiva.com, D-I-V-A.com. You'll find her blog there as well as all the information about her book and her most interesting life. Take care. We'll be right back. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. This is Buzz Local Radio. We have the three topics here, and we just added a fourth when we started talking about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep, in a band. He's in a band. We both had guitars, so I went over to his house Christmas Day. That so day. we had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four I or five that songs feeling. that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not Aww, let me wear my pants backwards darn. to school either. That was wiggity 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 whack. <laughs> Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com. That's T O G I N E T.com. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Judy Davis, the Direction Diva, and we're talking about focus today, focus and getting back uh, after the holidays uh, to uh, do what we do in this country, arbitrarily assign the new year as something to start new in our life. I don't know why we can't start it on March 3rd, but, you know, January 1st <laughs> is the new year. You know, it always puzzled me about that, like it must, New Year's resolutions must happen on New Year's. It's like, I make resolutions you know, 
know, every time I'm done with a diet and have to start a new one. So, um, <laughs> but for the purposes of today, we're going to talk about focus. And I promised you guys that after the break, I would give you my definition of focus because I think there's a part of me, Rob and Judy, that always has to go against the grain and advocate for the weird thinker, the, you know, ADHD, ADD parent, uh, which is truly, truly who I am. But I want to give you, (laughs) love me or hate me, Uh, but here's my definition of focus, girls. And I've thought a lot about this after reading Judy's stuff in preparing for the show. You want to know what my definition of focus is? Mm. My definition, when I really focus, I am going to do what I need to do for the next five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or an hour. And that's all I'm going to do, I'm going to focus 100% on that one hour. I know most people focus on tasks, people focus on to-do lists, people focus on things. I have to focus on time. I will look at the clock and go, I have 17 minutes till I have to do X, Y, and Z. Then I'll scan my list and go, okay, in my chronic compulsive neurotic checklist, what can I complete if I give my full focus to that in the next 17 minutes? And I choose that on my list because my day as a single working mother technology owner isn't allowable for anything more than sometimes 15 or 30 minute chunks. I have 30 minutes right now to finish the show and then run over and pick up my kids. So, and I'm sitting in the car, what can I do when I'm sitting in the car waiting at pickup at school? I can return these phone calls. And so it's an interesting to way to look at it, but I focus on the time that I have in the next coming whatever, and then I look at my checklist to see what fits in. And that's really, I think, very different than the way most people plan their day. But yet, I'm pretty successful as a, as a person, a human being. I might be a lunatic and a pain in the ass and somebody that's hard to reach. But if I focus, it also means I'm present and in the moment, which gives me great satisfaction. Because multitasking, girls, doesn't give you a whole lot of satisfaction. Because you never feel like you complete anything or you're fully vested in anything. I love in, that. In a way, you're saying you, exactly the same you thing. You love me. The, That's why you love are. that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying almost exactly the same thing in just a different perspective. I mean, that's why we have multiple reading methods for children because we have to approach it in different ways. But I think there again, you have to find your method and make it work for you because we all have goals. We all have to attain our goals, our, our very short-term goals, and we have long-term dreams and all of them are important to reach um, and and finding the steps to get in a forward motion. And there again, that's where Judy's going to come in and give us a little bit more help about strategizing our, our motion. Because focusing on something and getting it done, Judy, is very, uh, is a first step. And I think we need strategies to find that step. And I know one of your recent blogs talked about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that when we're talking about goals and things, we really are talking about how we can change our lives. That's, you know, that's the underlying kind of uh, presumption. As, as you set a resolution or, you know, choose a goal, you're hoping to change some aspect of your life that you wish was better or that you wish you didn't have it like that. And in order to do that, um, a few things have to happen. One, you really have to understand the change 
is a process. You know, we think that just because we decide to do something and we focus on it for five minutes that everything should just come out perfectly and we'll be in a bed of roses. But the reality is when you decide to make a change or you choose to set a goal, that is just the initial process beginning. It's like, you know, starting the timer, if you will. And then, you know, you're asking to do something that you've never done before because you can't reach a new goal or a new, you know, anything you're focusing on unless you change how you've done things in the past. Otherwise, you're just going to keep getting the same thing over and over. So, you know, change doesn't happen in an instant. It's a process. And that process can only happen when you're willing to take action. You know, like, Sandra, you talked about taking action in chunks of time. You know, I take action as activities. You know, all, each of us does it in a different way, but where the common theme, what makes us successful and what makes us reach the goals that we set for ourselves is that we're taking action, and that action is small enough that it allows us to be willing and able to do it. So often when we're thinking of... Um, wanting to make things different in our lives. We go, I want to lose 100 pounds or 50 pounds. I want to be successful. And we have it out there as this massive Mm -hmm. thing. But we don't go, what can I do? What action can I take today, right now in this moment, that will actually move me closer to that goal? And you may only have 10 minutes. You may have an hour. But if you're not willing to do whatever it is in that period of time, you won't change your mindset, which inspires you to take action so that you can reach your goal. Judy, in your blog, you talk about seven things to turn um, yourself around to reach success. And one of them was talking about allowing yourself time to grow. And I think we do get impatient. um, And we have to look at all of those kinds of things uh, individually. Not everybody grows in the same time frame, same rate. Exactly. We all have different strengths. We all have different um, challenges and things like that. So the only way we grow is to stretch ourselves. And sometimes it takes people longer than others. You know, I, you know, I hate to keep coming back to the whole um, weight loss comparison, but I think it's an easy one to, to kind of grasp because some people will start a diet and they will lose 10 pounds in a week. And, you know, they have the miracle cure. Someone else, it'll take them two months to lose 10 pounds. You know, it depends on where you started, what you're doing, how it works in your life. And if we judge our success based on comparison to someone else who has a similar goal, we will lose. You know, allowing ourselves time and honoring our own personal um, progression, if you will, or just how we will grow and change. It, I hate, you know, saying it, but it is part of the journey. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I, that used to, you know, that bugs me when people say, oh, just embrace a journey. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that is not true and true all at the same time. Um, yeah. The lessons we learn when we change and move forward in our lives are difficult. 
and we have to give ourselves time to kind of let them sink in so they become second nature. Yeah, so. yeah. I suck at change. I mean, you'll say that to be the first one, Rob. It's like I have a really hard time letting go, changing, and changing speeds. I'm like a race car that goes around a track a thousand miles an hour, and I've got to slow enough to shift gears, and that's really tough for me. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And changes, you know, a lot of people, that is something, you know, that I talk a lot about in my book because change is such a difficult concept for people and myself too. I think that, um, you know, we, we get comfortable in knowing our, what's going on. You know, we're comfortable in the things that drive us crazy or the relationships that may not be healthy for us because we know what to expect. And that is less fearful than the thing that kind of we don't have a clue how it's going to turn out. So it's easier to stay where we're at and deal with the same crap and the same stuff as opposed to opening ourselves up to stuff we don't know how to deal with. And I think that's well, why it becomes so I'm, challenging for everybody. See, and I want to just weigh in. I know we got to go to commercial break, and I need to give Rob the time to close. But I'm going to say for some of us, life is so overwhelming. Like for me, life is so overwhelming. I don't – it takes me a while. I'm slower. I, I got married late. I had kids late. I've done everything in my life late. So it's not surprising that it, it takes extra time for me to catch up. But sometimes it's just a matter of it takes me a while to adjust to the change. And just by the time I adjust, it's changing again. And so there's a lot of us in the population that it's not just, you know, getting set and fear and all this stuff. It's like some of us just, you know, it takes me a long time to shift gears. It always has. So for me to shift again, I just feel like I got, I just got to hold on the last set of changes and now I got to change again. And isn't that a concept that the military family has to get used to in a darn hurry because <laughs> if you have a hard time changing well just wait a minute because it's going to change again uh, and it's a very big challenge I think um, to find that contentment because if you're always feeling unsettled it is hard to move forward um, we are going to go to a break in just about one minute um, and we're talking to today to Judy Davis known by military spouses around the world as the Direction Diva. You want to look her up at thedirectiondiva.com. Um, you will also find her book right side up there. Lots of information there. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other shows, you're going to want to find us on iTunes. Find us at our website, militarymomtalkradio.com or always find us right here on the Toganet station. We're going to be back with Judy Davis. We have one uh, more segment to get lots more information about our momentum to move forward in 2015. Stay tuned. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories? The people behind their masks? The truth about people's failures and redemptions? 
in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the Woo. Put in your ass, it's the American way. Help a sound, put your name at the top of his list, and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Judy Davis, the Direction Diva, today, and we're talking about focus and what focus means to you, how to stay motivated. Uh, We talked a little bit about change, uh, change being extremely hard for me. I'm going to keep saying that because I think it's hard for a lot of people, and I like to acknowledge what is. Uh, But I think we're going to shift gears a little bit, um, this uh, section uh, of the showgirls, because I really want to talk about learning from our mistakes because one of the things that uh the jewish religion does and i you know i know this because i was married to a jew for 15 years is they have a holiday where you just sit around think about like the mistakes you made and you know how you're gonna uh adjust for them in the future and you know that's really cool like because a lot of us don't slow down enough we beat ourselves up over our mistakes but we don't slow down enough to honor our mistakes you know 
figure out what we learn from them and, and forgive ourselves, forgive other people and let it go. Um, you know, I think that that's something that we all need to, to take a moment to do. And so I really want to talk about learning from our mistakes because I don't even like to use the word mistake. I like to use, uh, Instead of saying it's a mistake, I just say it's a different way of doing something because there's very few mistakes in life. They're just different ways of doing things to get different results. And you may not get the results you want because of the thing you did, but by and large, there's like, to me, a very small window for the word mistake because the word mistake just makes you feel like crap. I agree with that. And I, you know, mistakes are something that um, I'm the oldest of six children. So I am someone that was it was ingrained in me that I had to set the example for everybody and mistakes were not allowed. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because when we came back into the military, I made every mistake under the sun. I did it wrong. I didn't, um, I had no coping skills. I had no idea how to deal with military life. So I did it, you know, I made mistakes all over the place. But what I came to find out is that making mistakes, is the most empowering thing that can ever happen to you. Um, mistakes are the things that make you stronger, and they become building blocks that we can improve ourselves with. So I am someone that's all about making mistakes and just saying, hey, I screwed up. How can I fix it? How can I do better? It doesn't define who I am. It defines how I react to my life. So, you know, when I look at from a mindset point of view of what is a mistake, I look at a mistake as an empowering opportunity to learn something new. Um, And I I think I'm trying to think of who it was that said that um, while someone is busy making mistakes and becoming superior, other people are hesitating and feeling inferior. I can't remember who said that quote, but it's, you know, the people that made mistakes, if you ask anybody that's successful or living the life of their dreams, they have made more mistakes than they have made successes. And I think that's really, that makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> With good reason. That's amazing. That's very empowering. And I think, too, we have to... Women are always one to hold on to burdens. And I think we are always the one with the guilt trip. And if something doesn't go as planned, we hold on to that guilt and we just have to let it go. Like the song that every third and fourth grader are singing right now, let it go. (laughs) Because we really do need to just let it go. And like you say, learn from it. It's not that it was a bad mistake. It was a learning step, a learning curve, and you learn from it and you go on. Well, I'm going to go one step further, girls, with this because, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what I do. Um, But here's the thing about mistakes, like, in my world. My friendships are built on mistakes. Like, usually the the girls and guys I become friends with are because something got messed up and we went in the trenches, dug ourselves out, and, you know, created something out of nothing or fixed something. And that created, you know, these great friendships. And then the other thing that's happened is I've created great relationships with my clients base by and large for messing stuff up because I really don't think that you really develop a great relationship 
or a great friendship or a great business working situation if everything's perfect because your your relationship isn't tested. And when there is a mistake or an error in judgment or you say a stupid thing, um, when you say, like, I'm really sorry I screwed up, I never should have said that, you're basically saying to the other person, you know what, you can trust me that I'm human, I make mistakes, I'm not going to expect you to be perfect, I'm not going to be perfect, I know how to handle myself in a problem, so uh, let's see where we go from here. That's, like, weird to me when I think, like, my best relationships have been built on mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you make a great point when we're talking about even just in the business world or um, as military spouses. I think the people that we've made mistakes with, and when it, it's not the mistake itself, it's how you fix the mistake. Is you know that's the thing. It's you know no one cares that you didn't know how to do something. They care if you pretend you know how to do it. And then make excuses. Yeah, if you just say, I don't know, but we can find out together, there's power in that. They, it builds a trust. It, you know, I know if it's with a battle buddy that's having trouble, you know, with their spouse's deployment. I see it all the time. The person that says, yeah, last deployment, I did X, Y, Z, and it was a big old mess, that's the person that's going to help someone else quicker. They're going to trust them. They're going to open up to them. They're not going to worry that their dirty laundry is going to be aired across the gossip tree of military, (laughs) you know, the military gossip tree. They'll know that they can work together to make something true. And I think those points are just right on. Absolutely. And instead of working parallel to somebody because you're each afraid that the other is going to be judgmental, I think it's more uh, conducive to work through something. It's not that it's a mistake. It's a time to team up and work toward something uh, something that's going to both move you forward. You do talk about learning and failing and it all moves you forward. And I think that's basically what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, and I'm just going to piss in and say the obnoxious thing, but I hate perfect people. When I get around perfect people that can't admit a mistake, even if it's right in their face, I'm like, you're a jerk and I don't want to be around you. And, you know, I don't want people making the same mistake over and over because then you're like, you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so you clearly right. don't get it. But in between, you know, an idiot doing the same things over and over and expecting different results and, you know, somebody who's like 10 feet tall and bulletproof and never makes a mistake. So it's always your fault in that middle continuum is a lot of uh, friendship and relationship building because Rob and I have been in the trenches so many times. I mean, my company has screwed up something, you know, the virtuals have screwed up something. I have screwed up something, you you know, whatever. And instead of pointing fingers and going, you didn't do this or I didn't do this, you just go, okay, this is a big mess. How do we clean it up? And Rob, we and I worked together over a decade and we have cleaned up other people's mistakes, our own mistakes. (laughs) I mean, you name it. And a lot of times we'll look and go, oh, shit, that was awful. And then take a step back and go, well, how do we fix this? And then we fix yeah. it. We give the client some credit. We tell them, look, this is what happened. You know, we're pretty honest with most of the stuff that happens. And I think that's why my company has been in business so long. But that's life. That's long-term reaction. So I don't like to be around perfect people because they make me feel bad. Yeah, I don't think there are perfect people. 
I think they're you know, lying. People present themselves like, yeah, look at big fat pants on fire people. You know, you just look at them and you can see their pants smoking from the back going, wow, you will lie through your teeth about everything, won't you? But <laughs> those type of people aren't good for me to be around because I'm really straight up what I think. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are too. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody likes to be around those people. So making a mistake, admitting to a mistake just makes you human and it kind of makes you likable. I, I like people who say, oops, sorry, that was my bad. Or, you know, I screwed up or I shouldn't have said that. And we can, we can work with that. What we can't work with is I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't, we don't think when someone comes across like that, I don't think we become ourselves either. I think we wear the shield and we don't let them in for fear that they're going to, you know, for fear of the reaction if we're not perfect. So I think we never get a genuine relationship with someone who's coming across as their life is so together, their life is so positive. I mean, you know, I'm the first person to put positive stuff out there, and and I do it as much for myself as someone else. I have to work to stay positive. It's it's not always second nature, you know. Oh, when I get up with those positive people, I get all up in their grill, and I'm completely obnoxious. It's like an out-of-body experience. Robin's seen me do it. It's awful. <laughs> Judy, we're running uh, to very close to the end of the show. I want people to find more about you. I want people to find Right Side Up. What's the best method for them to find your book? The best way is they can go right to Amazon. Just type in Right Side Up, Judy Davis, and they can purchase the book there, or they can go straight to my website, thedirectiondiva.com, and we have tons of great information there, um, and it will lead them to the new initiative that we're doing, and it's called um, Living Through Crisis, and it is comes from the story in our life of my son and I together have created a company that is shedding light on teen depression, suicide ideation, and addiction, and helping families um, come through those crises that they're dealing with in our imperfect life, you know? <laughs> the imperfect life that we're just going to embrace and learn how to learn from it and move forward. Judy, you're a delight and you are an inspiration and you are giving us the direction to move forward. Thanks so much for being here and we look forward to chatting with you again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It's always a pleasure and I have a blast coming on just chatting with you. Awesome. Well, we will definitely have more of Judy this year. Uh, Do tune in next week. We've got another great guest for you next week. And again, don't uh, forget to tune into iTunes, tune into Military Mom Talk Radio, and right back here next week at toganet.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.